0: I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. We've been going through the book of Psalms, and two days ago we started Psalm 18. We took an overview of the chapter at how David is just praising God in these 50 verses. And yesterday, we looked at the first two verses in the chapter, which say, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. And we saw that praise really comes from making God your own, from experiencing God for who he is and what he really does, the closer you get to God, the more you'll praise God. And when you prove God in experience, your praise gets more real. Verse number three is the verse that I read to begin this episode. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved From mine enemies. This is a determined declaration by David. He had proved God. He said, I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. Boy, that's true. It's all true, but God is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. This declaration came from looking back on his life. When he had proven this is true, he had learned through experience that he could depend upon God. And then he says, let me tell you about it. Verse number four and five, the sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about the snares of death prevented me. So he shares his testimony. He said, I was surrounded with the sorrow of death. Ungodly men were like floods of water about to drown me. And if someone has great faith today, then you can bet they've gone through some trouble. Because storms build faith. Just last night, a preacher friend in the area gave me a call and invited me to drive with him down to the Greer Baptist camp meeting. And pardon my ignorance if you know all about it. I didn't know anything about it. And so I said, sure. And it was the 75th anniversary this week. I think it concludes tonight. Moderated by uh, Dr. Joe Arthur for the last 25 years. And I don't know who was preaching or what was going on, but I went with him and I was so glad that I did. Uh, The Wisnants were singing. They were a great blessing and another group, and then C.T. Townsend preached, did a great job, and he preached uh, from the book of Matthew about the sufficiency of God and the control of God and how God supplies our needs about when Jesus told Peter to go fishing and throw that one hook into the sea, and the fish that came up would have the tribute money in its mouth for both Jesus and Peter, and he made a lot of observations, and it was a really helpful message But a couple of illustrations that he gave just reinforce the point that I'm making now, how storms build faith. Trials make your faith stronger. As you see God prove himself true and bring you through those trials, he talked about the sickness of his wife and he talked about so many things. And today I would say that that man has, has great faith. I don't know that if he ever really had weak faith during his ministry, but as time goes on and he continues to rely upon God, now it doesn't. Time is not a guarantee that your faith will be strong, nor is it a guarantee that a senior saint has strong faith. It only matters your response to those trials during that faith. If you submit to God and allow Him to grow your faith, and David had some real trials real trials. And in verses 4 and 5 he describes them, it's it's like I'm I'm surrounded. Uh it's like uh, it's like I'm going to drown in these ungodly men, the sorrows of hell surrounded me, the snares of death. And in his storms of distress, this is what he did in verse 6. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God he heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his ears. That's what you do in distress. You ask God for help. And what a blessing God heard. David's cry went into God's ears. By the way, don't neglect to pray today. Prayer produces results. And look at God's response to David's prayer. Verse number seven, then the earth. Now, really, verses seven through 15. Now, I want you to just think about this, okay? So David is surrounded. He he starts out this section we're looking at today. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. By the way, sometimes I point out a good verse to memorize. That's a good one. Psalm 18, verse three, okay? And he says, I'm going to call on God and I know I'm gonna be saved as a result of it. And remember, he's praising God, he's looking back at his life, and he gives an example of, it could be one of many times, when he was surrounded, when there was no hope, and when he prayed to God, his cry went into the Lord's temple where he dwells, and his prayer went into the ears of God, and look at the response to David's prayer you see the mighty manifestation of God Almighty. I'll read verses 7 through 15. You listen. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of water were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. And at the cry of one of his own in distress, God arose in wrath. We see that he sent out arrows, lightnings. And shook the earth to its very foundation. Now, this is the true God. When you read this, you don't get a picture of a little statue God or a pocket Jesus. This is the Almighty God. And when you pray, it is this God in His temple whose ears are hearing your requests. Continuing on in the chapter, verse number 16 He sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Verse 19, that's another good one to memorize. Why did God do this for you, David? Why did he literally move heaven and earth to come to your aid when you prayed? And David answers that in verse 19, he delivered me because he delighted in me. When you delight in something, that thing brings you great pleasure, makes you very happy. This verse is saying that David brought God great pleasure. And how could a person bring God great pleasure? That makes about as much sense as God loving you and me. We are unlovable sinners. You who have children, you who have a spouse, you who have a best friend. You might say, this person knows everything about me. Well, they might. But if they really knew every wayward thought you ever had in life, every little thing that you ever did, ever, ever, Would they really love you as much? Now, it's possible. Love is only a choice. It's not based upon the other person, but you'd sure make it tough on them. And God knows everything about you. But the grace of God makes it possible for everyone to become his child if they receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And David was a sinner. He knew himself better than anyone else besides God. And he knew that if justice were done, he would have died a long time ago. But he also knew that God moved when he prayed and preserved him and cast down his enemies. Why? Because he delighted in me. Why did God send his son Jesus to die for my sins? Why did he give me a family? health, opportunities, abilities. Certainly not because of anything I've ever done for it. I'm rotten, but it was all by grace. Why did God bring me through? Because he delighted in me. Because God has been so faithful time and again, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies.